Yo, man. Boom. It's rusty. I, I need to figure that out. I really got to pull the microphone away from that one because I clip out every time I do that lately. I've been getting too into it, I think. But it is Wednesday, April. <laughs> April something, April 5th, April 4th, uh, probably somewhere in there. Uh, I, I know that it's a Wednesday because I know I have a special guest on. And that's how I know what day of the week it is. What day of the month it is, I don't know. But I'm going to bring on right here right now, Lisa Hopkins. How you doing? Hello, Mr. Rusty. I'm doing very good. I, it's a beautiful day here in Southern California. The sun oh. is shining and I'm feeling real blessed on today. Wonderful. Wow. You're in Southern California. Um, yes. Not a bad deal. Are you, are, you, are you from Southern California? You've been there? Yes. Yes, I am. I was born and raised in Los Angeles, and now I reside in the city of Victorville, which is way up a hill. How, how do you like being up the hill as opposed to being in the city? Well, being in Victorville, it's a lot slower. I originally came here because I had four children, and uh, South Central LA is not the place to raise children. So I came up here with uh, the intentions on being able to keep my children safe. And so how long ago was that then? I've been up here for 24 years. Oh, wow. Okay. 24 so, years. Wow. And you have kids that are older than 24 then? I do. I have, wow. uh, my youngest is actually 28. Whoa. And uh, Whoa. I have a 29 year old a 30-year-old and a 32-year-old. Whoa, okay, all right. Never would have guessed that, but yeah, okay. So then, uh, so one day, I mean, was this like a gradual process then of I, I want to I wanna move and uh, you well, go, or is it just one day you're just like, I need to get out of here, it's time to go? Yes, it was a spur of the moment thing because in the news, and in the area where I was living at, there was a young man, he and another young lady were uh, using what you would call water, it's called a uh, sherm, actually it's sherm. And they were in the house together and then all of a sudden he's running down the street with her heart literally in his hand. And it's one of the, the most gruesomest murders that they had in LA County. If you look in our news, uh, back in the early nineties, you will find it. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, that day, my children were um, locked in the school. Everything was on lockdown. The kids couldn't come out the schools. I couldn't get to my children. And that was the last straw for me. I had to go. I'll find yeah. that article and I'll share it with you later yeah. on. Please do. Yes, That's I will. So did you know this couple beforehand or were they? Well, actually, I knew the young man. He was from the local gang and the young lady. Actually, I had gone to church with her uh, probably three months before the incident. And uh, she showed me her journal. And at the end of her journal, the last words that she said, was I want more of God, more of God, more of God. And then tragically, that's how she lost her life. 
Whoa. So yes, her name was Pocahontas. Okay. Pocahontas. Well, so what was, I mean, did you see Pocahontas before this then? I mean, were you, I mean, yes. if she's showing you her diary, it's probably yeah, we, pretty, we were, you know, close to you. We were riding in the car together, she and I in the backseat. Another couple was driving and uh, she was showing me that on the way to church. Yes. Wow. And yeah. so I'm, what was... I mean, was the rest of the journal was stuff was stuff about what was going on? Was there any um, hints to what was going to no, happen, or is no. it just her oh. her journal? Her journal was basically about things that her and her family did. Okay, she was making memories of family. And then, so I mean, was this? I I don't know. I I don't know how. Like, would this have been the first time that this guy had tried? I'm not you know, sure. Tried charm I'm not or, sure. And just I'm is... definitely not sure. I'm definitely what? not sure about that. Because what I, didn't, to him? Oh, I didn't know him personally. He's behind bars now. Uh, he, I believe he got life. I'm not really sure what his charges was. But for him to do something as horrific as that, I'm sure... He got a high sentence. Yeah. Yes. And I, I mean, yeah, with that being all over the news too, that, you know, that's. Yes. You know, makes it definitely um, more difficult to be around and, you know, having to, to see that and yeah, like say, like, Oh yeah, that's absolutely. And it is just <sighs> so unfortunate. So unfortunate. And so. Then, um, I mean, how how did the rest? What was the rest of the community community like after that? I mean, were, well, were you just completely gone? Did you cut? I was cut ties with everybody in the I community. I cut ties with everybody. Me and my children were actually living in my dad's house. Okay. So we left the house. We didn't. We never looked back. I mean, we did go to visit my dad, but we didn't. We didn't make our home there anymore. So did he keep on living there in that spot then? Yes. Actually, my dad is deceased now, but his wife, which is my stepmother, she still lives there. Oh, Same okay. place. And it happened. We lived on 107th Street on the corner, on the, on the opposite corner of the house where the incident took place. The incident took place on 108th on the corner but we lived on 107th on the opposite corner okay so yeah yeah um, so then uh i mean so what was i don't know like how just like you know in the last it's been 30 years now which 30 is years many crazy years. Um, yes so i mean was this like in relation to the what was going on in Watson with Rodney King, was that like the same um, year or same? As a matter of fact, it was around the same era. It might be a year or two different. Uh-huh. Um, a year or two different, but that was around the time when the Rodney King incident took place. 
And yes. So you were around for that as well? Or were uh, you gone by then? Actually, no, I was there. I was there. I um was at my dad's and my uncle and I were sitting watching the news and he said, I'm gonna get out of here. And I said, What do you mean? What are you doing? He said, I'm gonna go rob some stuff. And I was like, oh, well, you go ahead. I'm not doing that. I don't, I don't yeah. indulge like that. So he went, he wound up uh, robbing a meat market and he bought uh, about eight or nine slabs of ribs home. So oh. that was, that wasn't a good thing, but that was something that was going on. Everybody was, was looting all over yeah. the place. Yeah. And so then, I mean, what's, you know, 19, early 1990s to, let's say 1993, to make it the 30 years round. I mean, um, what's the difference between that exact spot then and right now? Well, I mean, now, now it's, uh, the name of the street is called Figueroa. And they have a lot of drug addicts a lot of prostitution going on there. And it seems as though the gang activity is not as bad as it was then, but I'm really not familiar with everything that goes on in that area because I don't hardly go there. Yeah, that's understandable 100% with that. And, yes. And so, okay, so then you end up in uh you end up moving and so i mean are you i mean like what did what did you do with your life differently i mean what was the first thing you did did you have to like start um well you know getting everything in yeah the first thing the actual first thing that i did i can recall going to a grocery store and meeting up with a young lady. She had, uh, she had oxygen and she was trying to get a watermelon out of a vent. Uh, she had to bend over and reach to pick up the watermelon and I offered to help her. And after I helped her, I asked her, was she affiliated with any of the local churches? So the first thing that I did was got involved with this church and I've been there ever since oh. actually I'm leaving that church and going to another church this resurrection Sunday so I spent 20 20 some years there and now I'm going to move on to another church so okay so then with that are the I mean, yeah, I mean, if you were there 20 some years, I mean, so what was her reaction when you, you know, asked her, you know, uh, you know, about the church? And so did she say, you know, come on, come with me on, she on said, Sunday and I'll give you my there. phone number and you give me yours and I'll call you on Saturday night. If you're interested in going to, to church, I'll give you the address and you can meet me there or I can pick you up. Um, when I got there, I had to go to new members class. Then I joined the choir. 
Oh. And yeah, so that's pretty much. So are are you still singing as well then? I do. My uh, program, Sunday Songs and Shares, is actually uh, that type of platform where people can come along, come on and join and sing, or they can share their poems or uh, whatever whatever they want to share with the listening audience. And it lasts for one hour. So it's a pretty good platform. So is this something in the lines of a, a Zoom call and you just get a whole bunch of people coming or, you know, whatever, maybe no. some sort of streaming thing and everyone comes in and starts singing together? Uh, no, this is how it goes. It comes on, it's on Facebook Live, my uh-huh. regular Facebook page. And I do a little advertisement that there will be Sunday songs and shares. And then when it starts, I start off singing a song, just uh, a little bit of a song to give people an opportunity to come on. And then when they come on, many times somebody will request to to join the live video. They hit the button. I see they want to come on. Then when they come, they're able to speak, they're able to sing, share whatever they want to share, and then it just goes on to the next person. If nobody comes at all, yeah, I do the whole show myself. What, what happens then? I sing and I promote Jesus Christ. I don't know if you're a Christian. Cool. Uh, I'm, I'm open to whatever. I, you okay, know, yeah. whatever, whatever is cool by me. Okay, so yeah, that's what it is. So, um, so okay, so if you have what's what? Okay, let's see. You're getting to like fifty-eight, fifty-nine minutes into the show. Do you cut off right in an hour, or do you do you let it go? Does sometimes it go like an hour and a half? Or well, it... actually, it has never gone an hour and a half. If in the event that I ever have people that are still in line to share. I would give them their opportunity before I end the show. Okay. So, yes. So, so it has. Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. It hasn't gone uh, longer than an hour and ten minutes, and I want to say yet. How how long are you wanting to get the show going for? Uh, no more than two hours. Yeah, no I, more I, than I, two hours. I feel two hours is about the right time for people's attention spans when you're doing live shows yes. that's yes that's what i found anything more than i've i've been on shows that are you know four and a half hours and you know, people you know, yeah. you know are, are gone they're just not they're checked out of whatever's going on yes. with it. But yeah two two hours is a a great great number to shoot for and mm-hmm. so has the the woman that you met um that first day that you moved, has she been on the show with you? No. And um, she will not be on the show with me because now we have mitigating circumstances. Um, She kind of played a game on me and got me caught up in uh, some things that I was really not supposed to be caught up in so um she was also 
the minister of music at that particular church. And uh, one day I went to her house to rehearse and she started being gay. So I had major issues with that, not because of the lifestyle, but because of the fact that I had told her a lot about my other reasons for leaving Los Angeles. And she used it against me to the degree of sucking me back into the lifestyle that I was dealing with. So when I left, LA I was I was dealing with I was in an abusive relationship with a man and then she wanted to have a relationship with me when you met her and and when I met her and she turned out to be abusive so that's been an issue with you or with somebody else with me with you and so was that I mean, do, so do you know about, uh, I, I not, do you know about, cause you were in the other relationship. So, but I mean, did it, was it a while before she got that way? You know, was she, she playing it up real nice and uh, then yeah. all of a sudden it, it came on sometime and something yes. sort of snapped on yes, her. And it was, you... uh, first she wanted to go out to lunch at lunch is when I spilled all my guts to her. And then uh, the about next what? time was about about uh, lesbian relationships and being in the abusive relationship with the guy. And then um, how I had wanted to leave L.A. not only because of the drug, I mean, not only because of the drug infested area and the gangs, but because I was having this relationship with somebody that was abusive. And then when she got close enough to me, she started doing abusive stuff too. And and you had told her that you had come from this uh, relationship beforehand that was abusive. Yes. And I needed to be able to get into a church somewhere where I can start hearing the Bible and and overcoming some of those things. <laughs> and then about a month and a half later, she tells me that, oh, I need to tell you something. Can you come out to dinner with me? So I go out to dinner and she tells me that she had been lesbian for, uh, she had been lesbian, but she was dormant for 12 years and she wanted to lay with me. And I went for it and it came out ridiculous. It is just a terrible situation. And she said, if it ever comes out in the church, I'm going to deny it. And it did come out in the church. There was a big church scandal and she denied it. What about you? I don't deal with her. Were you you saying that, I mean, was she just kind of throwing you under the bus then? I mean, were you saying that, yeah, there there is a relationship going on and she's saying no? Yes. My pastor actually called me and asked me, why was I lying on her? And I told him, Pastor, I don't have a reason to lie at all because I come from the streets. I'm I'm straight out of LA. I have no reason to lie. I, I've lived on the streets. I've done street stuff. And I don't have a reason to lie. 
the person that you chose to be your minister of music, she's the one that's telling the untruth. But instead of my pastor pulling both of us in the office and talking to both of us, he called everybody that was in the choir. So that's like 13, 14 people of which some of them didn't know what was going on. And then after he called them all to find out who knew about it, then the rest of the people that didn't know, they knew. So that made it a whole church complete scandal. And it was very uncomfortable still staying there after that, but I did. Actually, I wrote a book about it. So yeah, I'm an author. The name of my book is Triggered Reactions Conquered. And okay. And it talks about the many things that I've had to overcome to get to be the woman that I am now. So the actual story and everything that took place with this woman and I is in the book. So did you name her in in yes, that I or did. did she you named her yes, with I her did. her real name everything? No. No. Her name I'm just going to say her last name is Franklin. Her last name is Franklin. And the chapter in the book is called Frankie. Frankie. So if anybody buys my book and they know the story. Yeah. If anybody buys the book and they, they go through that chapter and they see Frankie and they read it, if they know the story already, then they're going to know that's what I'm talking about. For those that don't know who Frankie is, is an opportunity for people to know that there are people that say that they are for God and that are Christians, but they do stuff outside of what they're really supposed to be doing. So, and then also the abuse part of it, if anybody is reading the book and they see themselves in the book, they will know that there's an opportunity for a change, for a future of success. What are you telling people and those who find themselves seeing themselves in the book? I mean, what are... Well, actually, I've dealt with two people. One person was a drug-addicted person. And uh, it was a young man. He kind of had the hots for me. So I wooed him with my book. And then when he read it, I don't know if he's pretending like he wants to get the help or is he pretending so he could get closer to me. But whatever the case may be, I do believe that the young man has been touched by the book if he actually read it because the lifestyle that he is living is the lifestyle that I was living. So hopefully it will help him for real and then uh, there was another, a young, uh, well, she's an older lady, but she goes to my church and she walked up to me and she said, Lisa, come here. And I was like, yes, ma'am. She said, I'm mad at you. And I said, why? She said, that book. I said, what about the book? She said, I can't put it down. I can't put it down. It's a really, really good book. And I said, oh, thank you so much. And then a week later, I saw her at the, uh, just random, saw her at the hospital. 
and she was walking around with her notebook and her book in her hand. So I'm grateful that the book is able to help people as well as to give a quote unquote sense of entertainment because I told everything that I had gone through as it came. It's in chronological order and it's also a very, very transparent uh, way of telling my story. So I told everything without anything left out. Every act, everything I did, how it happened, everything. So in the book, there's child molestation, child abuse and neglect, um, infidelity in the worst kind of way where I had a husband, but I had five children and none of them were his. And he still wanted to be in a relationship with me. And then there's some other stuff as well. So, okay, so then, yeah, so that one, I mean, you guys have to get the book if you're going to want to want to know these, you know, what, um, what was going on. And so, I mean, so were you seeing a pattern of what, what had been happening? And then that's when you kind of noticed that I should write a book or what was it? Was it so you, one day where did something get you and you're like, you know what? I People need to know this. People need to know that this happens to people. You know, this is, it's, you can be okay. Yes. I'm, uh, I, after I went through everything that I had gone through, I spent some time in prison. It was in 2007. Okay. When I got out, I did not want to go back to any of the lifestyle that I was doing. And I said, I need to get this on paper because once I get all my issues on paper, I felt like I would have some sort of freedom. The thought was there, but it never manifested. Uh, the, I never started writing the book before last year. So wow. before last year, I was still dipping and dabbing in some of the things. It actually took COVID to come and me almost dying for me to change my actual life. Oh, you you got it. You got it. And yes. you got it. Were you yes. in the hospital with that? Actually, no. I stayed, uh, went to the hospital and they said, uh, that I needed to isolate for 14 days. I stayed in my room and it was oh. very difficult for me to get help because my mom was 78 at the time. She's 80 now. During that time, I could only have a chair by the door and I would have to call my mother and tell her, bring soup, bring this, bring that. And it was, excuse me, it was taking a toll on her. Sure. So I, I, I was grateful that God allowed me to recover. But in this room where I'm at right now, um, I was having episodes of really, really not being able to breathe. And I was praying one night and they had a recliner sitting by the window 
and I was praying and I fell out. Boom. Hit my head on the back of the recliner and I didn't wake up till the next morning. And no one knew because you're isolated. in the room by myself. Right. So Ooh. the next morning when I did wake up, the sun was shining so bright through my bedroom window. It was like a sun that I had never really acknowledged. I may have seen the sun that bright, but I never really acknowledged it because, hey, if it's sun, it's sun. If it's rain, it's rain. At this time, it wasn't like that. It was like this sun right here is actually from Jesus Christ because I know that I had passed out. I could, if, if I would have died right then and there, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have known the difference. But because God allowed me to see that light, I heard in my, in my something, I heard, or I thought I heard something say, come out from the darkness and into this marvelous light. And at that time, I knew that anything that I was doing that wasn't godly, it had to stop. I had already stopped using drugs, but yeah. I was still dipping and dabbing with women. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that anymore. So that was an opportunity for me to just go ahead and do what God wants me to do. And I, I, I'm not going to say that being a lesbian is uh, a bad thing because everybody is doing it. But I do believe that it's against the will of God because he wants us to do the way that he provided for us with Adam and Eve and Adam, uh, Jesus making woman from Adam's rib and them two as one. The Bible also says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. So I believe that wholeheartedly, although I was dibbing and dabbling and messing with women. So I thank God for today. And so do you think that, well, you know, that you were, you know, feeling as you were being punished or taught a lesson or was it anything like that or, and just. No, okay, what it was, good. what it was, was a conscious opportunity for me to straighten up and fly right. In other words, sure. whatever is in the Bible that I believed as I read it, even the stories that don't seem like they're true, it was like some type of faith, new faith that was coming over me to change my life and be the person that God said that we should be. Like changing out my evil for good, changing out low self-esteem for believing everything that the Bible says about me as a person and just doing the things that I thought would be pleasing to him. And so, I mean, was how fast did you notice a change for the better? It was overnight. It was overnight because from that morning when you woke up to yes, the next day, I was, I was actually in a relationship with a lady and she had COVID as well. She was at her mom's house and I called her and I literally told her, you cannot come back. You can come here to get your stuff, but we can't be in a relationship. 
And she was like, well, what did I do? What did I do? I said, it's not anything that you did. It has nothing to do with you. It's uh, something that I'm going through that is spiritual, that will not allow me to continue on with our relationship. Actually, I wound up introducing her to the lady that she is with now. Oh. They are my best friends. Wonderful. So you're, you're still good with her. Yes. Yes. Hey, what, she actually calls me her bestie. I so like that. So I mean, it's, yeah. And it's not like you're saying there's a difference between what you, you had, what you experience and saying it's not you, it's me. It's I had some external something happened yes. to me. And, you know, obviously you're, yes. you two are still your bestie. Um, yeah. She right didn't understand and, it at first. And she was trying to figure out what it is that she did. And I told her it was nothing that you did. I told her, in fact, I still love you, but we just can't be together. And I just hope and I will pray that you will find it in your heart and uh, just to understand and try to understand that I have to take another route now. And she did. So I thank God for that. Yeah. And so then is, so then, okay. So then now you're past COVID and with, and now that you two are apart, what's, what's the first thing that happens then after that, where do you go? What, well, what, what's, what's your plan right there when to okay. pop right in? So my plan uh, my actual plan was to get my book written, and I did. And uh, my plan was to go forward and just keeping busy with everything that has to do with me being an author. At, actually, my whole life has changed. I don't have a lot of time to spend out in the streets doing things that don't matter. Uh, like to spend two hours at a movie, it would irritate me really bad because I won't say that I'm a perfectionist, but I will say that I have to make sure that every area in my life is the way that it's supposed to be. So I'm always preparing for my podcasts, uh, preparing for a Sunday platform, I'm writing, actually writing the poetry. I'm, I'm doing the poetry corner inside a magazine. So I really, really am a busy person. And this busyness that I have, it didn't start until after I wrote the book. So the book has changed my whole life. And I love wow. it, actually. The, you love the book? I love the fact that my life is changing into the way that it is. It's like my, my destiny and my legacy is actually still being made. So my legacy will not actually be fulfilled until I'm gone, but I'm creating it now. So if somebody asked me what my legacy was, yeah. I don't have an answer for them because it's constantly progressing before my eyes. Right. 
it's, it's the 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 Lisa Hopkins story in progress. Yes, you evolving. Know, yes, it, yes, evolving. And I mean, um, I mean, yeah, you could have gone the route. You you wrote one book, and and that was it. And but actually, you didn't. Actually, Go. that's what I thought it was going to be. Why? Because I didn't even know. Well, being a podcaster, there's a lot of things, technology. Absolutely. I have absolutely no knowledge too much about podcasting. In fact, I'm sure you're on your computer. I'm on my phone. I yeah, have I mean, a computer you... right here. And I don't yeah. even like to pick it up because I'm not tech savvy. Ninety percent of the time, I'm the same way. Uh, I have this set up, and I can't move it. And uh, I have it. I don't edit stuff because that's way too much for me. But um, yes, what what are you using to record? Are you using Anchor? Um, uh, I'm. Um, no, I just went straight to the Zoom, got in, and I'm on my iPhone. Oh no no uh, no no! What, wait, oh, for, for my your podcast. podcast, I'm using your podcast Sprint on. It's ahead, on StreamYard, StreamYard, okay. and it airs across Spotify, iHeartRadio, and uh, the other pl platforms like LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and those. Yeah. And StreamYard has pretty good quality. I've been on a few podcasts that people have, and um, they've been using it. And even with, you know, three, four people, it still looks really, really nice. So, um yeah, if you're gonna pay for that, I I would, I'd go that route. And so yes. then, do you have? So then, are you? Or does it automatically upload to become a, a like a video podcast or a, an audio podcast um, or what's it? Yes, it streams. It streams to many platforms by use of Linktree. With Linktree, oh. you you connect to all those platforms. And then when you go live, it'll recognize your email address and it'll stream you to all the different platforms. Okay. So, okay. So if I, I have a link tree here um, and I have my, my website, my Facebook, my Instagram, my, uh, you know, my, what are my podcast yes. page? It would go right to all those immediately. And I yes. wouldn't have to go. Yes, you wouldn't have to do oh, anything. Oh, that would that's a great idea. I Yeah. I've been trying to figure that part out for a yeah, while. Yeah, it's link just, link tree. I I have a link, link tree, but tree. I the streamyard is the part that uh So, okay, cuz yeah, that's a huge part because what once I get it up, you know, out and I record the thing, then it's like, mm -hmm. okay, well now I have to go and put it everywhere. It yeah, put it in everywhere and like I try one place and I'm like okay I'm I'm tired of doing this it's, I don't want to do it anymore and so um I usually do like one or two places when I do it but if it mm -hmm. just do it automatically that's worth yes. the money right there uh, all right yes I could also link you up with uh the person that has taught me many of the things that I know his name okay. is Hezekiah Morris, have you heard oh, of him? Oh, I, I know, I know Hezekiah. Okay, so he's he and Angela, I know Thomas Angela Smith. Okay, they yep. are my behind the scenes people. 
Okay. So I'm actually a part of their podcast crew. Oh, okay. All right. Now that's, yes. that doesn't make any sense. Now I'm, I'm and they it. are the ones that have taught me everything I know, absolutely everything about podcasting. I, I heard, I had heard the word podcast before I wrote the book, but I had no idea what it was. So, oh, so what was the, I mean, so the first time you heard a podcast, you, were you on it or did uh, um, what happened? No. There, when, when I became an author, I went to these various groups. I came to find out that some groups were actually scammers. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then I kept on searching. So then I wound up going to Angela's group and I listened to her close and intensively. She is the person that wants to help everybody. She created the podcast so that other, others can get their voice heard. Uh, to be the voice that somebody else cannot be because of suppressing things and not being able to talk about them. So when I heard her say that, it drew me to her because she sounded very, very positive. She sounded like a very, very smart woman. And yeah. then going to her different pages, let me know that the woman is about business. So that's the reason why I took the opportunity to go ahead and connect with her to be able to do the podcast. The main thing about it is this. She will work with me for a whole year for $99. And she's still looking for podcasters, people that want to podcast because we're trying to fill up the whole month with somebody each night. So I believe it's like uh, almost 10 of us. Cool. So and we each get two nights. So we're gonna need probably another 10 or another five to make sure that there's somebody speaking every night. And so do you, um, do you each have your own uh, you do all do it at the same time every night. You... Yes, it airs at eight o'clock every right. night. Pacific except time. For the nights, uh, no, eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Okay. So five o'clock Pacific Standard Time, and we are the crew. That is D A C R E W podcast twenty twenty three. That is our name the crew podcast 2023 and it airs at eight o'clock eastern standard time and five o'clock pacific standard time and then and then it goes right up to everywhere without just right away automatically right, right? yes <laughs> yes all across the globe and it's yeah. a wonderful opportunity and we give uh, the audience a chance to ask questions. We answer their questions. And for the most part, the people that I have on my podcast are people that had something horrific to overcome. 
Yeah, and so I'm really excited about going forward with it. So what what is it about people who have had something horrific to overcome that really um, attracted you to bring them on to have their well, story told from what the, you, go ahead. The main thing of it is bringing them to tell what happened and how they became an overcomer or they became successful or how they are able to persevere through what they're going through. For example, I interviewed a young lady. She had an illness called hydrocephalus, which is water on the brain. She oh. probably will never overcome the actual issue, but she is able to persevere through it to be a voice for those who may not understand about it or those who have it and, and are ashamed of it. So she is uh, came to encourage people to not give up and to continue to go forward and to believe that they can conquer anything just like anybody else. Awesome. Yes. Okay, I like that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's what, uh, you know, a great message to give out to the world and, you know, anyone who's, tuning in who may could you know you know you never know who's listening you never know who that's right could. one one podcast episode could change someone's life someone could hear this today hear yes. you on there and their life is just automatically great and that's and so, the main purpose just to be able to help somebody as i travel through this world yeah then my living will not be in vain just oh, wonders that. yeah I, it's all you need is that one person. Yes. And that's, yeah. If you're, you know, staying true, you get that one person, you're, you're good. And yes, so, thank you. Yeah. Lisa, thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed getting to talk to you and meet you here today. And um, yeah, everyone uh, yeah, check out her, her book and also check out uh, her podcast and the, and, and the crew. Um, you know if podcast if, if yeah if it's angela and uh hezekiah yes, and her, yes I mean, it is that's that's a that's a great combination right there so. yeah and they are a great team yes and so and I, also oh, go ahead also they also have one other person i won't mention her name but she is working alongside of them and they do an excellent job together amen okay. Yeah. And then, so how's everyone going to find you and find your book and your podcasts? Well, the name of my book is Triggered Reactions Conquered. My name is Lisa Hopkins. My book can be found on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's also at Walmart. And um, I can be found on Facebook via my name, Lisa Hopkins, or my author page, author Lisa Hopkins. On Sundays, I have a platform for one hour at five o'clock Pacific Standard Times called Sunday Songs and Shares. Um, you can find me there um, as well as the podcast. The podcast is Triggered Reactions Conquered with Lisa Hopkins, and it airs every second and fourth Wednesday of the month. Thank okay. you.
yeah yeah thank you um and everyone thank you for listening uh, follow follow lisa over I, it cuts out anyway so it doesn't matter which way i'm pointing out i'm pointing at lisa and uh yeah like share follow uh, thank you say that now yeah yeah and yeah thank you thank you everyone thank you and, and i thank you so much for having me on your show I am Absolutely. very grateful for you and I appreciate you for this endeavor. God Likewise. bless you. Likewise. And that is the show, man.